Xenologic. What's good, guys? And welcome to another episode of Mini Logic. It's Zeno here once again. And today, I'm going to talk about England once again. Now, in episode four, if you guys have listened to it, if you haven't, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's not too much of a spoiler, I guess. You know, the title of the video there is some. The title of the video is "There's something not right with the England team, the England national team." And I literally came out Gareth Southgate for not being able to get the best out of the players and being very defensive against the big teams and not playing a system that can maximize their strengths and attack teams' weaknesses. And I used the games against Belgium in the World Cup as a point to stand that out. Now, what's interesting is that, obviously, the result on Sunday, I believe, yeah, it was Sunday, showed that maybe Southgate knows what he's doing. I'm not saying he didn't know before, but maybe he knows knows what he's doing. But unfortunately, we've got to expose the truth for what it is. Belgium dominated the game. They dominate possession. They even had maybe, you could say, the clearer chances. They had goal ruled out for offside. And England were just really lucky. Obviously, you got to work hard for that luck. England were very solid defensively. And there's no questioning that in this 3-5-2 system, everyone knows their roles and everyone knows wh- where they're playing and what to do. The issue isn't the defending. The issue is more of how productive are England when they attack. In that game, they only had three shots on target. Three shots on target is not good enough. Three shots on target for a team that is number four in the world rankings. That's I get it. You're playing against the number one team in the world. So everyone's saying this is a big positive, and it is. But, you know, three shots on target. One of them was a penalty. One of them was a deflected strike. Those were the two goals that England scored. They weren't obviously brilliant, free-flowing, counter-attacking goals, but you don't. I guess you don't need to expect that every game to, you know, see England do that. But the problem is, it just hasn't happened enough. For the last 10 to 15 games I've watched of England, including the games of the World Cup as well, I just don't remember England scoring, you know, many, many goals from open play, never mind just goals in general. You know, beautiful goals, well-played goals. And it's something that's really concerning because it looks like Gareth Southgate is getting it right on the defensive end, but it's the, maybe the offensive side that needs a bit more work because a deflected strike isn't going to happen every game and the penalty is not going to always occur every game, even though the rules are really leading to, you know, making penalties much more of a common factor in world football. But nonetheless, that's a topic, that's a topic for another day. But England's performance is encouraging. End of the day... When you beat the best team in the world, it's always going to be a good day. And, you know, England, they played good football, especially in the second half. They defended well and they caught Belgium on the counter a few times. I believe Kane had a chance to score and Rashford had one too. You know, England did look threatening. And I know in the previous episode, in episode four... I really came in for Southgate for not using the 4-3-3 system that allowed them to outplace, not outplay Spain, but completely catch Spain cold. And I thought that was the blueprint to success. So even in the Instagram version of episode four, I actually had a lineup of what I think the team should be. Even the team selection today, today, not today, on Sunday, didn't even seem correct. People were complaining with the omission of Grealish. 
and why Kane wasn't playing. Obviously, we discovered that Kane had fatigue and he was being rested. And on the other hand, well, no one really gave an explanation for Grealish. But, you know, Mount is the manager's um, pet. You know, Lampard loves him. He played 53 bloody games last season. And Mount isn't one of the best players at Chelsea. He's a good player. He's one of the better players in that squad. But he's not that good to play 53 games. But credit to him. Credit to him. He's, he's a young player and he's got potential for sure. But we can all agree that maybe Grealish is a better player than... You know, someone like um, Mount. So, obviously, a lot of people were disappointed in that because he played very well in his first game, you know, for England and on his debut. So, with that in mind, it was just imperative that people wanted him to play. It's natural to think that, but Mount offers a bit more than Jack Grealish does defensively. And I think that's probably why Southgate and maybe even Lampard prefers to have them in their team as often as they can. He's very important for the pressing that they want to implement. But we all know that in the first half, England weren't defending the greatest and they weren't playing too well. And that obviously changed in the second half. And I think on that, with the 4-3-3 system, if they put that in place, there's a chance that England catch them cold. That England, you know, will get caught cold. And Belgium could have smacked three or four, maybe five past them. So you need to always mix it up defensively with a balance. I was just going on, in, on Southgate in particular for the two games against Iceland and Denmark. There was no need for him to be that negative. Now, if you went for a 4-3-3 in the Iceland and Denmark games, get nice 2-0, 3-0 wins, you know, play good football, and then come to the Belgian game and play like this way, then people are not going to have a problem. They're going to call Southgate a genius, in fact, because of his flexibility and understanding of each team and the strengths and weaknesses and how dangerous they can be then all of a sudden he looks like a genius. But obviously the, the issue is that he continues to play this negative brand of football while slightly more negative than positive. And that's something that really, really needs to, you know, change. He needs to be able to take risks against the bigger teams because in the World Cup, it was nice to see a scrape past Sweden, you know, scrape past Colombia, but then get, you know, outplayed by Belgium. Oh. Well, I played by Belgium in the third place playoffs and then beaten by Croatia, but we sh- probably should have beaten them, to be honest. So, all in all, this episode is really just an episode because, you know, there's no Premier League football, nothing happening in the club side of things where this is the only thing I could probably talk about concerning <laughs> international football. And it's encouraging that England are pulling out wins against big teams. This is not the first time in the last, you know, two, three years that this has happened. Obviously, the result against um, Croatia, the result against Spain, you know, even the penalty shootout winning against Switzerland, if you want to count that, it's a big game in a big tournament. Obviously, the loss against the Netherlands was a letdown, but what can you do? You know, and this is what England have done. And that's obviously, you know, where England will improve. Obviously, Southgate is confident that his team is progressing towards, you know, being able to actually win an international trophy. And in all in all, these are the most exciting times for England since, you know, the, you know, the infamous golden generation of, you know, Beckham, Lampard, Gerrard, Rooney, Owen, Ferdinand, Terry, Ashley Cole, Gary Neville, you know, so on and so forth. It's it's looking encouraging right now and you can't deny that England are on the right path. But Southgate needs to fully understand when and where to play offensively oriented or defensively oriented and the band to be perfect and just before you know it, England can really do some major, major damage in these big tournaments, not just reach semi-finals, or quarterfinals, they're going to be reaching finals and maybe winning the whole thing. Can you believe it? If England win a damn international trophy in my lifetime, 
It's unbelievable. My my other country, Nigeria, where my parents are from, you know, they are, they won the Africa Cup of Nations in 2013. That's a lifelong dream of mine already achieved. I've seen one of my countries do it, and it's been amazing to see the country that I've lived in for the past, what, 21 years? Win it too. So, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, give you guys, tell you guys how I feel about the Belgium game. Overall, it was an encouraging result and an encouraging performance on the defensive side. But what's important now is that I don't know who you're going to play against next, but I know it's not a team as good as Belgium because guess what? Belgium are number one in the world, you know? So I don't know if it's Iceland or Denmark or the other side. Is there another side in that group? I'm not 100% certain. But all in all, an encouraging performance. And in this next game, I want to see them go for it. A bit like the game against Wales, where they they could just go for it. Put a lot of attack-minded players in that lineup. It can even be the same three five two system, three four three system, as long as the players in that in that lineup are being encouraged to attack all their attack-minded players, and not just you know Declan Rice, Kevin Phillips, you know three right backs in in a team and two holding midfielders. No one wants to see that. Seven defensive players in the lineup, you know. You want to see at least five attacking, five defensive or something like that. Just to keep the team balanced and straight against a team that probably won't cause them as many problems as as Belgium could. Because we've seen it now that they've played the defensive system with the seven defensive players and it's worked. Obviously, England got a bit luckier because, you know, John Henderson, you know, got tickled on the shoulder by Thomas Mooney and he completely, completely made a massive, massive meal of it he made an absolute dog's dinner of it what a genius Jordan Henderson well played play like these foreigners isn't it but all in all you know you gotta do what you gotta do to win the game so I'm not gonna completely hate on Jordan Henderson for doing that no you gotta do it if you get if you feel contact you're gonna go down even it might even be the tiniest of touches it's, if it's enough it's enough the referees clearly thought it was enough and obviously you know Mason Mount's goal completely deflected off Toby Yardwell unfortunately of all players but Sometimes you need a bit, of to, a bit of luck to win these big games against these big countries and these big teams. But I think that's going to be all from me today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed another episode of Mini Logic. Make sure to follow, you know, the podcast at Xenologic and on Instagram. Obviously, the link will be on the Anchor, Anchor website. And yeah, I'll see you guys in the next one. Mini Logic.